0: Everybody to the her Hunter Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor Anchors. You're all in one shop. If you need some assistance with your podcast, make sure to go to anchor that is anchor.fm or download the anchor app. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring the podcast. Joining us today, we have Joseph and we got Charles, everybody. Welcome, welcome. How are you boys doing today? Not too bad. I want to know how are you doing, Jordan? I'm interesting. I'm doing um interesting so uh today we uh made a uh final move uh at the end of the month we are moving over to twitch um i unfortunately uh, had to move over to twitch facebook has canceled uh me to say the least uh they started ending my streams out of nowhere um they take revenue that they are not allowed to take and unfortunately it just, it got to a point me and my community said that it's, it's time after today. It was kind of that, uh, that last straw. So uh, we're going to finish out our month. Um, we're going to finish out our month with Twitch. This would make, or with Facebook, this will make our almost two year anniversary. Uh, but unfortunately uh, Facebook really pressed my hand. I was trying to stay with them, but me and me and the team, me and Brittany, we all had that conversation and it's, it's just not worth it if we keep having problems. We keep running into the same issues with OBS and stuff. So um, I'm doing good. It's just for the for like my career sense. It's a it's a hit It's definitely a solid hit, but I do know I have an amazing community. I have amazing uh, people I help grow people on Twitch so I can use the knowledge I give in them and try to use it for myself So I'm excited. I'm excited for the new journey terrified of the uh terrified of the way to get to the good outcome but honestly i'm doing good um charles how how are you doing how, how are you doing
1: belt i'm weapon. doing really freaking great last night freaking was one of the best pay paper views ever and also freaking i'm happy that my girlfriend has moved in with the thing and loving with me right now so that we can start saving money and everything and i'm also happy i got my 3ds of pokemon alpha sci and yeah, Which is one of the things I got when I got my text and everything after I paid all my bills and everything. Nice. Sounds I like you're doing if, good. If you wanted to do something that really freaking you send your freaking um, Facebook side of things out on a freaking high note, just freaking just piss Twitter, Facebook off your more. Just freaking one last freaking Call of Duty freaking live stream on there and you freaking just let me go hammer freaking cursing. like crazy.
0: Um, well. Fuck you! i i love the idea of that uh i'm trying not to burn a bridge <laughs> I, I, but that is a possibility i just need to get my minimum hours in so we might just be end up doing some uh some streaming of just random games on there i have to hit a minimum quota for my hours a week so honestly long if we hit those that's all that matters so we you are probably gonna be right about that we're probably just gonna be playing like call of duty or something on there and at least like tell people which is a new place okay.
1: Go ahead. um there's a new assault the newest assault rifle that i already kind of started working on towards getting where if you deal with that in the challenge unlock it in in the multiplayer code where it's just basically get is um do 1,000 points of damage to people in this in 15 different games i already did that one all i did was just played one game of 12 12 marsh pen. i want 40 like 40 something in 12.
0: hmm not bad not bad. Sure. I got a quad video with 50 a
1: freaking There's going to be a video this week.
0: Nice. Now, I Let's real fast have a question bad. about... A the. Um, I have a question about the uh, Call of Duty uh, Cold War. Did they release that uh, Black Ops 1 map already?
1: Not yet. That's in the future update.
0: Mm, okay. That's, that's kind of what I've been waiting for. But I've also been like... I reinstalled it, I re-downloaded it, and so I'm going to be playing it relatively here soon. But it sounds like your week was uh, pretty good. Um, now, the legend himself, though, I really want to hear. Joseph, how are you doing?
2: Um, I'm feeling pretty good. I had, uh, I had a job interview today with a podcast network in Florida. Um, and if by my estimation, it went well um laughter was had and um they appreciated the fact that i had been in the podcasting game for quite some time and going to go live in florida might actually be a possibility too so uh i i feel like i'm at that point now where you know i have been in toronto for a very long time and if this is going to unfold i'm 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 excited for for the adventure so um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm. I'm looking forward to the. Obviously, I haven't gotten the job yet. Yeah. But you know that was um, that was a really promising sign because I I, I I needed that. So um, yeah. Another, another um, uh, editing group you know, reached out to me earlier today. I, I had I had been applying for positions since second week of February, mm-hmm. and some of these places have only just gone back to me today or last week. Sometimes it can be discouraging to not here anything in a while but oftentimes that could just be like oh sorry we just we got so many applicants <laughs> there's just there's just i'm sorry to tell you this, but there's a lot of people in the philippines that were reaching out that wanted to work with us so i anyway, just i understand, I understand. Yeah. uh the, there's some really really talented people in the philippines i got to work with quite a few of them in my last job and i and, I, and i'm in little manila too which is like a filipino um area here Mm-hmm. So I've got a lot of chances like meet them and and understand more about their culture and uh, I admire their work ethic. Uh, I just don't admire having to compete with them for jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable for many reasons. Yeah. Um, so other th- other than that, it's I mean that's really been kind of like the uh, the main focus. Uh, I was playing a little bit more of uh, Infinite Warfare, but I, I I hit burnout pretty fast. And the reason why it was because I put the difficulty on Hardened, which is, you know, one below, mm. I think, like Legendary. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah, and one I, of and, the hardest
0: ones. Yeah. I got yeah. You.
2: And I thought, you know, something that for me, I'm just, this is just supposed to be entertainment. I don't need to prove anything to anybody by beating on one of the harder difficulties. So uh, next time I get back into it, I'm lowering the difficulty. I I just want to have the cinematic experience. So, uh, so there's that. Um Yeah. Uh, that's the, the, the kind of the major milestones uh, unfortunately um see i've I've been talking about this kind of stuff like consistently since i've I've been uh, been with you guys but mm-hmm. this is this is the main life like whenever somebody asks me how I'm doing the the thing that's always top of stack is always like how work is going because i yeah. I always value work I always prioritize it so yeah um also got to edit uh last week's episode did some video editing there
0: yeah that was
2: fun. yeah
0: yeah and that was and it did turn out great we'll love to hear you guys' opinions if you have any if not I guess that's actually a good thing um but yeah uh Joseph took over the edits let me have a little bit more time that was obviously more beneficial uh for me in a sense and he does get the knowledge out of it like learning how to edit and it's not a complicated edit I'm not gonna throw him into like a Mr. Beast style edit that's I don't want to do that for the podcast um but
1: right now if you now not show anything of me fucking asleep what
2: De- there was like
0: <laughs> we definitely
2: showed you asleep.
0: we uh we might have cut into it a few times yeah, was, i mean if you found like it was like if the, you of the asleep.
2: episode I, <laughs> hey, charles sit can you sit up because you're, you're, you're dangerously, like, <laughs> entering. I'm
1: more awake than I
2: was last time.
1: Last that time I'm tired because I've been working 10 to 6. We're getting back to back to back to back to motherfucking back days.
0: Yeah, and you haven't started yawning yet. Once, once you do, like, we're just gonna put you on the spot with, like, a questionnaire. Like, Charles, come on. We're just, like, trying to give you life. Uh, Just, like, come on, please, please. <laughs> I'm joking, joking. We're all, we're all joking. Uh, but yeah, but
2: like. To to, just you know, if you if you wanted to have that you know uh, addressed in any way, shape, or form, you you can always let us know. Mm -hmm. Just don't wait until like a week has gone by and we've released Mm -hmm. the episode.
0: Uh, Like uh, if you didn't know, the podcast does come out every single Monday, and if you want a topic that you want to hear discussed make sure to leave it in the comment section wherever you find this at i believe everywhere you can go you can find it thanks to anchor um so yeah i mean if you have any like topics you really want us to discuss it could be even old news you just let us know and we will talk about it in the next podcast is always out every news, Monday. Like opinion, yeah not even not news, news but like opinions or a question or anything like that i mean we're open. I mean, we're today we don't have a lot. There's not a lot that happened. There's really not many to uh there's not really much of a conversation to talk about. Uh except
1: yeah, I don't know about you guys, but thinking I have shit that I'd like to talk about, but it has nothing to really do with the podcast. Well, and then we might yeah.
0: we might uh dive into that uh in a in a hot minute. But if you have seen the title, you've seen some that Thumb, them you know <laughs> if you've seen the thumb the thumb, then you know that we're talking about Halo, unfortunately, as we all know, Halo is delayed again with their split screen/slash multiplayer. Uh, it was announced back in July that we will be able to see the new split screen and everything else released sometime in March. Obviously, that got pushed back at 7 a.m. this morning on March 7th. Uh, at 7 a.m., it got pushed back. So, unfortunately, we still have to wait to be able to play with our friends throughout the campaign. Um, there is no official date they will refuse to give any official dates they said expect to see it around season two Uh, season two or midway through season two Uh, if you guys want to see the article uh, there should be a lot you can go off of but our game informer article will be in the description down below so you guys can read yourselves now, the reason we're bringing this up is f- to inform everyone, but also I want to know you guys' opinion. Once again, we've seen this with Cyberpunk. We've seen this with Elder Rings We've seen this with so many games. When they take time, it's more beneficial or it's worse. But they've had almost a year now for Halo since they said they're originally going to release it to now. And we still yeah. don't have it, a multiplayer No, Halo it has
2: been out for a year, has it?
0: No, they announced... The okay. they announced that they were gonna be releasing it in November, like they said December. about they said about releasing it in December. No, there was a release date that they were gonna do it on, and they pushed it out.
1: Was that December? Yeah, they were gonna originally release Infinite on the 20, on the anniversary of Halo. Mm-hmm. Then they had to push it back into December.
0: Okay, so yeah, so they kept pushing it out. So it's been a hot minute since they said that. They're going to have it out and they keep pushing they continue to push stuff back so what are you guys' opinions on them doing this? Uh, will it benefit the game in the long run? Uh, are they trying to hide that maybe they just weren't prepared for an actual multiplayer on the campaign? Uh, really want to know you guys' opinions on this. Uh, Charles, you're more Halo than me so <laughs> do you want to...
1: Well, Honestly, I've still been in the camp off the the people who said that they should have delayed the game but longer just waited until they had the whole thing ready because then they wouldn't be having these problems and the fact that they have to yet again push back the co-op campaign thing along with forging everything to another season it just shows that they freaking needed more time to work on this game and they're not exactly very open and communicative with the player base freaking on this game that's why people have been leaving the game and Probably the only time you ever see me playing that game is either from bored from playing it, you because there's freaking no real reason for me to freaking really play the game. You know, I'd like to play it more often, and I was freaking excited, and I freaking really do enjoy playing the game. I just freaking don't, just don't have the freaking interest to play Halo like I before. I freaking I would play Mass Chief Collection a lot, but freaking I have so much shit that I have to do, still have to do on Destiny that takes up most of my time. And now that I got to this 3DS and Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, that motherfucker's gonna be taking up a lot of time too! So, what you're saying is you're out of time. My fucking work schedule fucking sucks ass and thinking I just, it doesn't leave very much time for me to do shit.
0: Dude, I, I feel that. Uh, so, Joseph, what, uh, you, I mean, you're, you say you're not big Halo, but you did beat Legendary on Halo 2. That, that says something. So, what, what are your opinions on uh, the Halo topic?
2: So I will say it is good for marketing when they can announce that a new mode is out whenever that happens. So it's a way of Sorry. You're
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a great time, guys. We're honestly, it's great. (laughs) It's great.
1: So I'm just, not even
0: mad because it's just,
2: no. it just so perfect.
0: <laughs> just, and you were trying to be so respectful too. You're like carefully like opening it up like don't make noise, don't make noise, don't make noise. It was us those, cracking.
2: <laughs> were those pretzels? Yeah. That's like one of the loudest snacks. There's like, there's no... Okay, well chips generally are pretty loud. But pretzels are... Yeah, okay. Okay. So... You know uh, there's other examples of like staggered release um for instance in fighting games when dlc characters are announced or, or levels mm-hmm. uh it's a way of keeping the game in the marketing cycle so that way it has more opportunity to get more people's attention um it's a way of encouraging everybody to come back for like another big event oh hey the uh co-op is out everybody re- everybody rejoin it um you see something like this, for instance, with ladder seasons. Ladder seasons are a great way to get people to renew their interest in something. Like with my uh, with my boy Josh and I, like Diablo 2 resurrected when they announced the new ladder season and the date for that. There's a good chance I might participate because mm-hmm. ladder seasons it's a it's a fresh start. Nobody has any items, so everybody has to start from scratch. So that's just, that's that's what makes it exciting. So there has to be reasons to make it exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I. Everybody- I th- sorry my, my other point about this about, and then i'll i'll throw it to the center the thing that bothers me is how much more convoluted game development has become um you have to offer all of these different modes and they do take different degrees of testing and you can learn a lot if you just release the game see how players handle it and then you can make adjustments to it so that it's more balanced for multiplayer so there's it's just, it seems to be a, it's a much messier process than it used to be where you would just develop a game then release it and then whatever mistakes you made you learned for the next iteration that there was less you know like the sequel or whatever that mm-hmm. there there was less patching less de- and less involvement like that so yeah to me my, my main takeaway is just, it's just messy that's all
1: yeah I'm just going to say that something like that what Joseph was talking about happened with like the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel. game that I play on my laptop at times. They had this event going on where you could use Link Monsters, you could only use Xyz Monsters, stuff like that. And, uh, and that was actually a really fun event. See, I miss thinking the days of when video game publishers would just develop a game and then release it and they have like... A lot of stuff that people could do, and I would have a lot of stuff to hold people over until they at least like a DLC or, or two, and then all the while they were working on the next game. Because that's what the Call of Duty used to be like. They would develop a Call of Duty, release it, release like two DLCs at most, and then they figured while well, they were working on the other game, and that would hold people over. Same with thinking Halo, especially Halo 3. That you got like what, four DLCs? With a bunch, and a shit ton of freaking maps into it? Yeah. And even that Halo 3, just that base, fucking had a lot of maps and shit that you could do. what's the freaking campaign!
0: Yeah, I mean, but we're also going back when you did not have to release a game every single year for, like, the Halo side. and But, once again, all those Halos were heavily played. Like, versus the Call of Duties, where it's like... Everyone was more curious about the multiplayer. Not a lot of people played the Call of Duty games for the campaign. I say a majority of people because there's more players on uh, multiplayer versus the campaign.
1: I played the campaign. I usually always played it first before I played Mm -hmm. the multiplayer. I'm
0: the same way until I got into uh, competitive Call of Duty. And then, not saying my hand was forced, but my hand was kind of placed on multiplayer. Focus on multiplayer do that because if you're not playing multiplayer, what are you really playing Call of Duty for? Especially when you're in the competitive field. So that's least... kind of how my eyesight was on it. Oh, I, I can see maybe just running
2: through a single player on uh, even on an easy setting um, because it will introduce you to maybe some of the unique mechanics, show you the guns, give you a sense of how the, the gunplay will work. But one thing that's pretty difficult is for a game single player, to correctly translate into how it functions in multiplayer mm-hmm. oftentimes you notice even movement changes a lot more uh, running around a lot more dashing sliding that kind of thing so um that's one thing that i think a lot of games uh, have struggled with is how somebody's idea of what multiplayer is like from single player to when they join multiplayer and it turns out to be something completely different looking at you gilbert's too <laughs> and
1: destiny yeah, and I people complain me. about thinking how they always are trying to balance single player the raids and multi and multiplayer at the same time and it's like thinking complain complaining about how stuff is shit when they try to use in the crucible compared to when you're doing like strikes and freaking missions and stuff with them.
0: Yeah, so I mean the campaigns always have its um its struggles and but the thing that gets me is so according to further down the game former's list, they're saying that more than likely it'll be may 3rd when the new season starts that they will have it on like they will have everything set and ready to go now i this is this is truly me this isn't an article this isn't nothing else i personally think they had the same mindset as me to where they said let's just focus on the multiplayer that's what more people are going to play And then when they released, they found out there's still so many people wanting to play the campaign to find out Master Chief's uh, story and that people wanted friends to play along. I think that really blew their minds that there's still people wanting split screen, but also still want an online co-op for it, that they just get past it all. And now they see the demand. They're like, let's put it in, but let's not tell people that it was not supposed to happen. Because you do, and then people are gonna look at the company going, well, they've done this before, so now the next one's probably not gonna be multiplayer either. So, I personally, my personal opinion, I don't think they actually planned on making the campaign multiplayer because it was supposed to be released in December and then it was pushed out, and now we're not gonna get the uh, co op campaign until May. And if that gets pushed out any further, That's where I'm really gonna be like super hesitant because that means the next season's out They should be working on new maps and stuff They should be working on trying to get more things added into the game And it seems like they'll be wasting their time trying to put a split-screen mechanic into Halo, and I'm not saying that's not useful. I'm just I'm more concerned about the outcome that I could have For their future with the games because already they're taking longer and I've always said I would rather a game take a little bit longer then release it all at once. And at this point, I kind of wish they held off and did not do anything. They did not release the game until everything was done. But I also understand as a company, you're spending thousands of dollars a day, especially when you're not even releasing the game yet. And you're telling people you're releasing. Now you're getting bad publicity because you're not doing it on this date. Well, now you're forced to do it on this. I get it. But when it's all said and done, like I said, I don't think they really thought people were still be interested in playing the split-screen co-op campaign. I don't think they were interested in it.
2: Well, I think part of the problem there is whether or not people are playing the campaign just for the story, where they just want to understand the plot and be done with it, or if there is something that they genuinely enjoy about the, about the campaign's gameplay. Now again coming back to what I said about the difference between single player and multiplayer is that in multiplayer is players fighting other players. Mm-hmm. So there is it's it's Master Chiefs versus other Master Chiefs. It's not like that in the campaign. In the campaign you're fighting the Covenant and possibly other things too. I don't know, potential spoilers. But the but that dynamic is different. And that's by design and and that's not necessarily a detriment because I don't you don't necessarily expect to fight the Covenant in PVP. So mm-hmm. It's perfectly reasonable for players to want to re-experience that, especially in a game with the kind of freeform combat that Halo was known for, 10x, considering that this is now Halo Breath of the Wild. So wanting to do that in, it, does this seem realistic to you to play the campaign and think, I would like to do that with a friend? To then want to actually enjoy going back to the campaign again with a friend, I guarantee you the experience will be different, and I mm-hmm. and you'll probably have fun with it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, uh, there's there's also uh, I think a point to be made about feature creep, which is I, mean, I I know that term creep doesn't come up too often, at least not in, in this particular context, but it's it's about how an element of game design or production or marketing can over time influence the, um, uh, the subject's progress. So one example of creep is if you're trying to balance, say, like an MMORPG, and over time you're dealing with power creep, where all of the classes are starting to get a little bit more powerful over time. Next thing you know, a year has gone by and many of the classes are unrecognizable. Um, so with feature creep, co-op and split screen has been in there since the very beginning. And there is pressure to continue on with that, even if it's not exactly ideal for the game that they're making. It's a matter of they can't go back and not include a feature that had been in the series prior. Those are just expectations. I assume, I, I don't drive, but I assume that car companies deal with the same thing. Once they've put in the feature, that feature has a stick until they come up with some kind of like the, some lateral release where now that car has a whole different market and maybe doesn't need a particular feature
0: now, I, I honestly like Make good points. Um, but the the kind of I guess I guess honestly like that does make a good valid point on it And so now what do you see for the future of halo though? Like I what is it uh three four three? Yeah, yeah what do, you, what do you see for the future of
2: that? You, well, I'll, I'll start with my prediction because I'm the, the, the least immersed in Halo, but I think Halo Infinite is going to um, stick around for uh, a long time. It's more of a modular game, so there's going to be seasons. It's going to be long-form content. Maybe you'll see, like, DLC campaign maps. I don't know. But I think if the TV show goes well, then the continuation of the Halo plot might be carried over into another format altogether maybe in the TV series once to catch up to the rest of the games and then they move forward maybe they'll do halo films um i would be i would not expect there to be a halo game that continues the story for a long time at least until the next um console is released
1: okay when i know if bill infinite is supposed to hold is supposed to be the thing if they fuck. A lot of they're gonna be putting a lot of time and work into for quite a few years. I wouldn't be expecting another Halo for quite some time. And I know that the Halo TV series on Paramount's already been renewed for a second season, so Good for them. Had an episode yet it's already been freaking renewed.
0: Hey, that's definitely a good sign, but also like it's one of the situations where the first season doesn't do good now your expectations for season two is going to go down versus it comes it releases everyone's like oh my god this is great and they go and get another one in come on boys versus now they're forced to be like Fuck, this this tanked um do over <laughs> like
1: so hopefully the halo series will at least be better than that freaking um defiant tv show that used to be on sci-fi that they made a game based off of
2: that was a great idea though because I think at the time, the game and the TV show were released in tandem with each other. So it wasn't yeah. like a spin-off or a knockoff. It was like their marketing was they wanted the game and the TV show at the same time. I I, I didn't play the game or watch the show due to circumstance. I kind of, but I, I thought that was a great idea. I would love to see something like that at the end. And, you I know. kind
1: of watched the show, but I didn't play the game. I don't even know if it's still even going or not. I doubt it at this point.
2: There needs to be a TV show for EVE Online. Where they actually take events that happen in the game and just... Make a plot out of it. There's some crazy things that happen in EVE Online. Uh, I, I, it's it's gonna be a little hard to find, but there's been like entire space opera battles going on in EVE Online with like hundreds of ships. So much so that that have lagged out. There's crazy stuff that goes on in that game. Star Wars. Much bigger, like bigger. Imagine the larger scale battles and like some of the stuff you see. Well,
1: on the opening scene of episode Battle
2: Coruscant from Revenge
1: of the Sith i was gonna say so it's like it was like the opening of episode
0: three yeah i'm so lost <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie we're, we're fucking nerds <laughs> we're and that's why this podcast works is we're all just nerds chilling um when we talk about topics usually we all have something in our room that relates to said topic um mm-hmm. it's like i got, oh, there's- there's I got a a Yoshi, i got a yoshi over there on the shelf that you know just saying there's there's some Nintendo topics that we're going to be discussing here soon but before we wrap up the Halo topics any last uh, any last things we want to add cuz I'm good <laughs> I'm good Charles
1: Hopefully Thief gets their fucking shit together and fixes this shit because if this fucking game d- dies before they even can get the fucking multiplayer co-op campaign then the game I'm going to be fucking pissed
0: so, any future sponsorships with Microsoft? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm probably on Microsoft shit list half the time.
0: You know what? That's. that's you no, know, Gearbox probably doesn't like
1: me because I figured up out that video a while back doing the whole Randy Pitchford bullshit. You know,
0: I would say that companies aren't going to look at like one person and being like, I hate this guy, but I will say this, though. Like. I do know how spiteful some people are in the companies who run social medias for them. You know what? It's highly possible. It's highly, You don't think about it, but it's highly possible. Um, so we're going to move on to our next topic, but I want Joseph to take the lead because he knows more about this. And it has to do with Nintendo. Joseph, take it away.
2: Nintendo has released a missions and rewards update for Switch Online that allows players to earn platinum points by playing games and more similar to Xbox's Game Pass quest system. Uh, So as the headline reads, not quite achievements but incentives for players to um, receive some sort of uh, uh, currency that they can use to purchase other things. And the reason why I, I pulled up this article is because I wanted us to have a little bit of a conversation about incentives for players. Obviously, we're incentivized for fun and for for competition, but th- there have been a number of systems throughout the consoles' spans that have incentivized players to do certain things. And the big one I'm thinking of, of course, are achievements. Now, if you guys remember the conversation we had last week about, like, you know, what how, what's our play style, what games do we choose, like what we was talking about with Resident Evil. So, what I wanted to know is, what's been your relationship with achievements? What's been your relationship with um, these? Added incentives, quests, complete completing things. Jordan, uh, how do you usually uh, treat this?
0: Um, actually, I I'm gonna give it a long answer. So I want I actually want to hand this off to Charles. Charles, how do you how do you uh, incentivize with achievements?
1: Um, I, when I used to, when Halo Three was like the main Halo game was out of the time back in the day. I, I was one of those people that was trying to get like all the skulls and certain achievements so I can get like the Hayabusa armor and hopefully if I'm lucky if we can be able to get the recon armor since everybody in their mother was losing their shit over that. So oh. You can only get unlock certain armor it's either by doing certain things like getting certain achievements or getting to a certain rank in the multiplayer.
0: Yeah so that was your uh, incentivization for uh, I don't know if I'm using that word right but that was your that was your reasons to get achievements and stuff was just to unlock more in game content or that what led you to unlock in game content.
1: I don't know if you. I think if you find all the terminals and the skulls in AL three, you also unlock armor sets too. But I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, no, that's right. Because I did it all on
0: the Xbox three sixty. I did it all in. I don't think I've done it all in the Master Chief Collection. I'm a lazy man. Um. So. I mean,
2: well, so okay. I, since you said you have a long answer, so I'll just say minor as well. Like. Yeah. I honestly, the last time I really remember chasing achievements was in Team Fortress 2. But achievements were tied to weapon unlocks. So in order to get the additional gear, I had to complete achievements on characters. So that's why I did it. I I don't think I've been motivated to do any achievement hunting or trophy hunting, frankly, ever since. Um, But this Nintendo thing, it could function as one because the rewards are tied to something tangible outside of the game. Like a keychain or it says you're a cable holder. So little doodads, little trinkets, not paying off a mortgage. But yeah. it is nice to have some kind of token to commemorate the achievement. Okay, Jordan. Do it.
0: Okay. So now we're you're talking about like actual like little knickknacks and achievements and stuff. I think I think if like uh, I don't know if this is what you're saying is Nintendo's is like doing that to where it's like giving you like little cable holders and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah,
2: that's that's the purpose of the article. Okay. Um, so it's like it's like their Nintendo fied way of of achievements, but um, not s- strictly speaking the traditional achievement system that we usually think of.
0: Okay, well I will say to base off that note, um, that's a great idea, and because we all buy little knickknacks for our favorite games, so if we're getting like actually sent something. For our achievement, for beating the entire game, getting all the side missions done and things like that. If we get like a little knickknack, it could be something like a D&D character for like Skyrim or something. That's a cool little like achievement thing you get. Um, now I'll say with like, will that incentivize me to actually go Achievement Hunt? Hell yeah. yeah. For the little gamer score I get to an actual like item, it, it incentivizes me a lot. So I'm actually holding up me and Charles. We've been talking about going on a... Uh, Borderlands Spree, where we we're playing all the Borderlands. The problem I have with it is there's five Borderlands games, or six, and I'm I'm over here. I want a 100% them. So, I'm over here holding us back because I'm trying to get 100%. And it's the same thing with Resident Evil. I will play Resident Evil about eight times in one day to get all the achievements. Getting achievements is a big deal for me. It's always happened. It incentivizes me to play a game because then uninstalling that said game is the Best part about it is because you're done. You're completely done with it. If you're sick and tired of the game, you don't have the friends that play it anymore. You hundred percent the game. You uninstall. You look back at it going. Why do I need to reinstall this? I've played it. I don't have and I don't have time either to like go back and reminisce through a game. So it's like instead I could watch someone and else also, play it.
2: Just to, sorry to interrupt for a second yeah, there, but also just the core gameplay in of itself would not be motivating because. Maybe it's part of a series, and you move on to another one, anyways.
0: No, so like for an example, there's a um, there's a few games out there that has a good story. Like um, I'm trying to think of like an actual good uh, Walking Dead. It has a good story, but you don't play it more than once to you know just because you're like, man, this story's great. You play it again so you can get the achievements. You don't go back through it so you just see oh if i do this maybe it changes the outcome no that's that's not enough like certain games where it's truly different like you could go through skyrim for an example and i bring back that because it's such a well-known game for its achievements for its storyline and how you control the game so i keep going back to skyrim because of like that's a good a prime example of like you can play that different times and have different outcomes through the whole entire game even though you're it's the same thing when it's all said and done but you kind of control how it's the same how it's different you might have to kill the same creature are you different or is the storyline now different because you were helping the orphanage down there and then your new character you burned it down like so you literally control how you see the future game outcome
2: i will say i i totally support achievements even if i personally don't do them. Yeah. Uh, it's just out of, out of a time thing. Uh, it's out of an immersion thing, too. You know, it's one thing to be uh, synced up with the story and the, and the plot beats and wants to move forward with that. It's another thing to now you know veer off and go do uh, smaller things that become, I hate to say it, more menial mm-hmm. that are tied to an achievement but not necessarily are getting my blood pumping. So there's that. Um, but I still... I really think it's a wonderful thing for so many reasons. One of them is especially for budget reasons. If somebody doesn't have very much money for very many games, the ability for them to extract more value and and do so in a way where they're guided by the developer is great. Mm -hmm. I think if it's a game that's going to be like a lock for somebody where they're going to commit to it in the long run, like with Team Fortress 2, for instance, achievements are a great way to teach the player some other mechanics and skills that they might not necessarily be interested in doing because there's nine classes and they're all pretty different so typically most players lean towards three or four of the nine classes and have a couple of main ones Mm -hmm. but having achievements on all of them gets the players to try out all the different classes and maybe be surprised to discover (laughs) something that they didn't previously like and then another smaller thing too with the um, with the Nintendo Platinum system that I thought was really helpful is that even if I myself, for instance, I receive these trinkets and doodads and I don't really care for them, it is something that I can just gift to other people. Mm-hmm. Hey, so you know, I can I can play games and I can actually get some maybe get a poster or get a little figurine or maybe an amiibo. If you know people can actually earn that kind of value, I doubt it, but. You know, start sending it.
0: us nfts <laughs> <laughs> just start well i i, I can't NFTs. gift anybody nfts yet but one day uh, one day yeah
2: so yeah i, 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 I honestly I'm, i was actually surprised to see nintendo even do it i just yeah i i'm not i'm not i'm not saying they're cheapskates but it is great to see that they're willing to help to give people a little bit more um motivation especially if i think for smaller games who um <laughs> You know they're they're they they do struggle to have a, a large enough audience, mm-hmm. and so for each of these each player to have more of a reason to play it, maybe share it with their friends. So um, it's great, it's great. It's 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 a it's a way of doing the loyalty system that you might see in like going to a coffee shop where you have a card, you buy nine cups cups of coffee, you get your tenth one free. This is, this has a lot of that same kind of DNA. It's a nice simplification.
0: You know, yeah, you fill out you fulfill these rules, we'll give you a little something extra so now what it how would we feel if like i it would be hard for someone like microsoft to uh to implement this because there's millions of achievements out there but how would we actually feel if like for the next round of xbox consoles where the games don't cross uh promote or like it's a set console and the set game does it how would we feel if xbox started taking that idea
2: i wouldn't be surprised that it did it's, it's all about sharing ideas across the different systems. I mean, you know, Nintendo did come up with the whole motion control thing, and then it wasn't long until we had PS Move and Xbox Connect. So I, yeah. I, I, see, it, I see it happening. Although, you know, it, what will be interesting is if you have, like, cross-platform games, which, based off previous news, is less and less likely, but so possible, <laughs> is what will happen is if you yeah. have a game that's released on multiple systems, and maybe even the computer... But there's different incentive systems. So you play it and beat it on the Switch, and you get one, you get some things. But then if you played it and beat it on the uh, Xbox, you get like a, a different set of things. Would that motivate a player to just play the game twice? I don't know. But it might motivate a player to decide to play it on one over another if they have access to both. Let's say to then receive certain prizes for one over another. I I, I wonder like how how um generous they they're they're willing to be about like imagine playing these games and actually earning free months on the subscription service help people save money maybe go online so that way they can enjoy some of the online features for a little bit
0: Mm. I yeah uh wondering that generous question like that would definitely be like the one I would be thinking because if they give you digital content that would be great I don't feel like they would do it though um i feel like it's easier to buy a thousand keychains for a hundred bucks and then just it's a penny or half a penny to do that so like i kind of i kind of look at that going they'll probably end up doing the physical stuff plus uh if they make you sign up for your email they can then sell that information out and go further along in uh with what they need to do so yeah. So, um, do we have any, uh, last, uh, last final opinions on, uh, on our achievement topic?
1: I bet at least, if they have freaking achievements for freaking Pokemon games that I've played, freaking, I bet I have at least almost all of them for freaking Brilliant Diamond and freaking a Sword, because freaking, I've gotten, put a lot of freaking progress, especially in the freaking Brilliant Diamond, because... Brilliant Diamond! I had freaking it's the first Pokemon game I've ever played. I actually completed the freaking base game Pokédex, so I could be able to freaking, um, so I'd be able to, to do this one thing that I wanted to do.
2: Well, Pokemon had one of like the OG um achievements, which was to
0: acquire all of them. Oh yeah, that was like yeah. the unspoken all everyone knew achievement is. Oh, to it, get was all of them. it was spoken. The only way I could unlock the national got to catch
2: them all. It's just you know uh, you, like you technically beat Pokemon Red or Blue if you um, defeat the uh, Elite Four mm-hmm. and then Gary spoilers, um, but uh, the other, equal, arguably equally important thing was to the catch them all, which mm-hmm. you couldn't do. You had to use the game there or, a, a game. That was also a hidden boss chart. in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. There was what was in that? the game? A hidden boss where if you beat every single thing and train in the game, you can you can battle Oak who has apparently the strongest team in the game. And Pokemon Red? Holy crap, I didn't know that. It was either Red or what it, it was one of the old ones. I just know that if you beat all the trainers in that game...
2: It, and and you're it, talking about like all of like the, the jobbers who all the jobbers, you know, you all walk, the walk through trainers, all the guys with the, the exclamation mark above their head. <laughs> they walk up to you and said, you know, it didn't itch that much this morning, but it's getting really out of hand. But
0: Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh, I I bet we can all can Make that sound right so
1: All the other Pokemon that are supposed to be in the game in Brilliant Diamond if I found all 150 Something picking Pokemon in the base game Of Brilliant Diamond And it was a fucking bitch just to be able to find them all I didn't have to catch them all I just had to see them
2: You also learn a dead. little bit about inflation With the Pokemon <laughs> series because it's like Yeah, I'm a Pokemon master, I caught them all well, no, you didn't. Not anymore, kid.
1: When this happened, that he's yeah. a brilliant diamond, all I had to do is just see them. I didn't have to catch them all because there's one Pokemon I haven't caught yet that was on the freaking champions team in, at the end of the game. And her freaking Garchomp was freaking my BITCH after I freaking one shot that motherfucker. And that was supposed well, to be a only fucking We to see and caught. not catch
2: them. We call that voyeurism.
1: <laughs> Because I call that, thinking that stalking that hell! figured <laughs> I could one shot people's teams yeah. and destroy <laughs> people's entire teams just by itself and I figured took that thing, bent over, and fucked its fucking ass negatively
0: <laughs> okay so I was gonna make a lazy comment but Charles is physically active in so many inappropriate ways to a poor machamp
1: um, <laughs> a fucking guard chop, that motherfucker can go, go to hell as far as I'm concerned
0: well, I'm at least <clears throat> I'm at least happy that you're having um a really good time uh, playing Pokemon. If if you talk to a normal stranger though, I'm pretty sure they'll be like, "I'm sorry you feel that way about Pokemon." <laughs> but I I get the I get the struggle though. Like I remember um playing on the Game Boy Advance and it was constantly trying to get the uh trying to catch them all. And then it's like you sometimes get to this Pokemon and you get to the trainers and you're like, "Yeah." Oh wait, my Charizard's 50, but you're uh, you're using a Blastoise, huh? Hmm, interesting. And then you're just like, when you a- when you're able to get him, it's like, yeah, I'm you're you're in my basement now. Um, so I, I get I get it where you're excited about it, but um, I, I love how like red. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love how like red and blue taught you that life isn't
2: fair. Like, if one <laughs> brother gets red, the other brother gets blue. And then they finally <laughs> battle at the end, like the Charizard just gets his ass kicked.
1: <laughs> Dude, if you guys yeah. even knew half the stories about the freaking champion a Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pull, you would know why I it's such a big deal that I was able to beat her. I don't know, like my second or third attempt, I forget. Well, I don't also beat women. Do fuck.
2: You let him win? Yeah. I- yeah, just just a gentleman thing to do
0: yeah you know uh that's how I'm in a 5 year relationship so you know it's it's it, it's happening <laughs> i am physically and mentally abused and help <laughs> um but but no i mean so i'm i'm honestly if Nintendo does go through with this i am really excited about it and i hope that other companies will follow through because i imagine this is what's going to happen the first 100 people that get this uh cheap and will be sent one of a kind rare collector that will drive their margins up so much if they did that like the first 1000 people to beat elder rings will get an actual ring in elder uh it has elder rings completion it has the actual numbers on it like it's a cheap cost that they can easily do and it will incentivize people to play it like crazy to get the Elden. achievements so you're, you're, I've you're heard it both elder. ways. I, I've heard it both ways, okay? Well,
2: one of those ways is wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I've never had, had anyone Ring? say that to me.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs> the Switch even be able to play Elden Ring? People with freaking gaming oh. PCs are having problems with the game, for Christ's sake.
0: You have to ask someone who actually is playing it, <laughs> I don't know.
2: I, I, don't, I don't think it'll run well
0: they'd have to scale it back quite a bit and get like eight fps a second <laughs> like i don't see that actually being able to work but i mean technology is crazy so who who wants yeah, the knows?
2: wild is kind of like eh, on on the switch i mean it's fine but it's not smooth as butter i i'm of the wild on the wii like... u i was like physically upset at how poorly it ran like there's like little little chugs here or there a person can live with, but I went to a, like a stable and it was like, it was like a slideshow. That's how bad the frame rate was. I I, I I know video games are just video games. You know life is life. There are things more important than video games, but I was pissed.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. finding Breath of the Wild until you fucking get shot by some dude's legs in freaking an impossible direction and he's like hiding behind somewhere. It's like. How the fuck did you shoot me from that far away while you're behind that thing? Yeah, I was I was watching someone
0: do a, um, a challenge video for Breath of the Wild. And it was like they were trying to jump on the backs of like those crab things and stuff like that, trying to go from back to back to back on them. And I was well, like, oh, this seems like Guardians. a pain in me. Uh, yeah, Guardians. And I was like, this seems like a pain. I'm, I wouldn't do it. But now I'm looking at the Zeldas going, I could start with breath of the wild i won't understand what's happening but i can start there um so like look up I... a video,
1: hmm? video. there's freaking lore videos so i'm thinking what the hell happens is of the wild up the rear, rear end see well, i mean
2: th- zelda is about reincarnation so even if you haven't played all of them in order of release it's not chronicle well, it's it's that's technically chronological, but also it is chronological. I know that made it worse, but like the link you play in Breath of the Wild is a different link. He reincarnates over time. So you don't need to worry about like being lost in the story. You just enter Breath of the Wild and you'll be caught up.
1: As far as I know, from what I've learned, Breath of the Wild is like the point where the whole new timeline starts with the whole whole thing. It's like the point where all the other timelines are converge as far as I know. Okay. places and references to the other series other games oh, yeah, yeah, S-
0: yeah like... so I got a question though what what about Zelda? He's in the game oh, uh, I mean, I can answer the question, but I'd have to spoil it um you you've been warned audience, I don't give a fuck. go ahead <laughs> like okay, what what's so... going on with Zelda because is she being reincarnated too? is she a vampire? Is she like I need to know
2: so this is what you learned from Skyward Sword, which is. The first in the timeline a timeline which at a certain point branches off into multiple timelines so zelda is actually um uh Hylia, the goddess of time okay. and she's reincarnated as zelda so zelda is basically a goddess to just in in human form um but you know, after she, but she does take more to form, so she still ages. She passed on other Zeldas, um you know, take take the mantle, but the 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 form will
0: just like you know re-enter uh, at at different points. So yeah. Okay. So um. a follow up question though is so why is Link saving her? Like why is that a constant thing? Why is Link? Well, there's going there's his way and doing of The that.
2: Triforce, which is like the holy relic in Hyrule, it is comprised of three pieces, power, wisdom, and courage. Okay. Um, there is this um, curse that's created at the beginning of the series, uh, chronologically in Skyward Sword, where um, Zelda, the spirit of the hero, which is Link, except for the fact that prior to, in most of these games, you could actually name whatever you want. So Zelda, K, X zero, D, F or M, and then the spirit of darkness, which is usually Ganon, but sometimes it takes on um, different forms as well. Okay. So again, because the, st- the series is about reincarnation, so it's always about these three um, representatives of the three pillars of their holy relic are constantly at odds with each other. Obviously, Link and Zelda usually get along, but sometimes Zelda has her own motives as well.
0: Okay. Now I have my this own personal theory. Game once.
2: This is not like, it, this is just something that I think. But you know how oftentimes people will confuse Link for Zelda because the Mm -hmm. game is called Zelda and they think, oh, you play as Zelda. See, I think Link actually is Zelda and that Link is just a human male um, recreation of Zelda so that rather than her have to trust some rando to save it, she actually just made like her own version of herself in a different form so that she knew she could always, she knows she could always trust a conduit between the, the world and the player to to help her in a jam
0: talk about trust issues <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> You're the goddess. Who do you look to? yeah i mean i would probably do it especially with some of the older zeldas because you have to read through it and we've already had this conversation before i don't like reading or watch, or i don't like reading something i'm playing or watching if i'm doing i shouldn't have to put more brain power into it if i can settle at a nice 15 iq going through a game all i need you bring me in the puzzle games no i love them i love them i uh i have mind puzzles on my phone i have to do like two hours a night just because if i don't i feel like i'm actually going to lose brain cells um but it's it's good for your brain. It also can help prevent Alzheimer's that does not run in my family, but it's also like it does happen, so I don't want that to happen. Um, but I mean so I'll definitely watch up a bit of tutorial. But yeah, I I had no idea that that was a whole entire situation. Now, honestly, I don't feel like that really spoiled much, uh, for me because when it's all this realistic i'm probably not gonna be able to go back and play like all of the zelda games properly um,
2: well yeah i mean as far as like how do these things go most people can predict how a zelda game will end <laughs> it's not it's it's oh zelda's rescued
0: it's like it's like asking right. how does this mario game end well you see yeah. peach is captured yeah.
2: I wonder what she will saved. be the result of these Olympic events. <laughs> uh, like, some things that you just figure it out. It's it's the smaller details mm. along the way that make it uh, compelling. And and I've had to, like, explain this to other people before, like, in public. Or if someone's like, oh, Zelda's the same thing over and over again. He just, just like, just rescues Zelda. And I'm like, He's, he nailed it. But also... Uh, there there are there, it's the overarching plot that connects the Zelda games together that's much more interesting mm-hmm. because how Zelda is an adventure puzzle trying to understand how all of the games fit in this timeline is actually a puzzle in of itself and that's what makes it uh, fun that's what people are drawn to and
1: there's three separate timelines that we know first, besides the Breath of the, besides the Breath of the Wild one that started with Skyward Sword as if the hero succeeds one there's one where he failed and then there's one that was like in between i think
0: okay so now let me ask the question now what if link got a glock
1: <laughs> like i what would say faking if... is as useless as thinking of a fake, trying to use a freaking slingshot on ganon
2: well they have to be the bullets have to be endowed with the ability to destroy evil otherwise it's about as useful as his bow and arrow
1: literally the only man. weapon oh, that can hurt ganon it. is
0: link's sword there's magic
2: involved.
1: Okay,
0: a, less of fucking Glock then. <laughs> it's like, but.
1: A whole fucking backstory to why the sword's the only weapon that can hurt Ganon, and thinking and, things. No sword. I'm cool with that. Like how,
0: when I get to the Zelda games, I'll probably go ahead and do that. But uh, right now, it's Borderlands and Resident Evil right now that I currently have in my eye. And Borderlands is just to get all the achievements that, like I said, I am. I only have five more achievements left, and I'm so ready to uninstall that game. Uh, so many glitchy achievements to it and i can't wait for borderlands 2 i can't imagine how it will be glitchy that's crazy uh, but so yeah i mean that's kind of that's kind of our uh, history lesson for uh zelda a little bit or i should say Lincoln zelda uh so the fans don't attack me for it now i do got a question this is a stupid question we're getting towards the end of our podcast and i just want to ask like a stupid question kind of like an all-timer's but if you had to be allergic to a color. Think. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. I, think about that for a second. Charles. So allergic to a color. If you touch it, it like the reactions. If you see it, it burns your eyes. Like it like kind of like feels like you touch like something in your eye. Like it starts like affecting your eyes and stuff. If you had to be allergic to a color with that kind of uh, with that kind of outcome, what would it be?
2: Okay, before I answer this, uh, I assume that we're not going to be pricks about this and go into, like, those hyper-specific colors that you only see at No, stores. if
0: you say a dark like, form of green that's, that doesn't match the grass, I'm not going to be like, well, you need to say it. No, just tell me what you want. <laughs> hmm. This is a really good question yeah I, I was just like how can we make a little brain teaser and like how can we think of something that actually like pops up the question so if you guys have any suggestions or want to know or not want to know but if you guys want to sit there and play along leave it in the comment section down below uh tag your favorite friends and have them uh